welcome to my show, Number Nine Talk, with my guest Stephen. Just waiting on other people coming in. Oh, I seem to have Holly. Hello, Holly. How are you? Hi, I'm good. How are you? Yeah, not great. Uh, also, big team chat. I don't know what he's in yet. He's still scrunning on his on his massive pizza. By the looks of it, still. <laughs> so, look, looking back to look, looking back to. The, the, the game over the weekend. The game over the weekend. Uh, a draw. Uh, a draw. It, it, it's been quite good, but we've got so many games to sort this out and, and, and stay safe. And, and, and I think we're looking at. I think we're looking at. I think it's. 15 points or 14 points in 13 games. Doable, but we'll see. Doable, but we'll see. Cocky, this is just me. Mike's on. Right. Carry on what we're saying, and then we'll 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 move on. I'll try and sort this out. Well, it's better now. It's um, but yeah, that Wolves game. It was kind of like felt like two points dropped. I'm sure it felt like the same to do the Newcastle fans. I mean, the chances we had in that first half, we should have really um put them away and put Wolves to the sword and had that game sewn up by half time. I would have said. It just—it's always like that in the end when you when you don't can dominate again like we did against Wolves in that pushing that first half, and we and you don't and you don't take your chances then you get punished and we scored the one in the second half we should have but so we lost Miggy and ASM that was all our attacking impetus gone either get nobody to bring on to try and. Get players up the field. Get, get a second goal. Or uh, uh, back. I just sit back on the uh, trying to defend our lead, which obviously we couldn't. But I'd, I'd say it's a, it's a good point. But people are saying they wanted three, but I think we just one does it keeps us just above the relegation zone to me. Yeah. Uh, there to you, Holly. Um, before the game, I would have been more than happy with the point. Like, as long as we didn't get another defeat, anything that can help us stay up, I thought would be good enough. Going off the team, though, we started playing for the first time really well. So I thought it was a really good one. So I was confident on that. But then, so obviously we lost St. Maximan and Almiron, so that made it a lot harder for us. I hope they're not out for a long time because we've already got so many injury problems. I thought that Shelby had a good game. Um, Almiron was man of the match. Almiron was man of the match for me. Just yeah, it was a it was a yeah, Hopefully we can continue on with some decent form and pick up some more points in the next few weeks. I think we definitely need three points against West Brom if we want to stay up, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. totally agree with you. Yeah. On, on to you there. On to you there. 
Sorry. Hello, first of all, sorry about that. I um, had a bit of a technical issue with my earphones, but I'm glad you can hear us now. Is that okay, yeah? Yeah, can I hear you? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's good. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously, as I just evaluated the game yesterday, um, start started off really well, really happy with the first half. I mean, we should have been two, three goals out of sight by half-time. And then um, going in half-time, nil-nil, you thought, well, the game's there for her. And then when um, when Lascelles popped up for that header, I was absolutely over the moon. The first thing that came to me was all the Twitter haters of Lascelles, all Lascelles should be dropped, this, that, and the other. If Lascelles was dropped that game, nobody would have been there. That would have been us defeated. That's the way I see it. Um, and then for the second goal, the Wolves goal, I just think um, everybody's criticising the defending, which I totally agree with. But at the same time, if you look at Hayden, the way he's marking, I don't know who he's marking, but nobody's once criticised Joe Willock. The way I say it, Joe Willock should have stayed with his runner, which was Neves, and he just thought, he just saw it like jogged back and Neves was five yards in front of him every time. And then everybody's criticising Isaac Hayden for, what, one mistake in how many games? And it's just absolutely wrong. I mean, Joe Willock was at fault for that goal. Not the, not the defence, not Isaac Hayden. Joe Willock, because he didn't, he didn't, um, he didn't follow the runner. And then when you look at the games coming up, you've got West Brom, you've got Villa, you've got Brighton. I think we can easily get nine points out of them, given we've got a couple of injuries. I think we can easily try and try and attack them. We've got nothing to lose. We may as well just have a go and try and get nine points out of them. But I think, Dom, you said it there. I think 14, 15 points will be enough, given what fixtures we've got left. We can easily do that. I think it's easily doable. Yeah. Com completely agree with them. Looking at it, I think we've got what? 13 points. 13 points. And it's. It's. Uh, how many games have got? Uh, 14 points in, in 13 games. So it can be done. It can be sorted out. But we're, we're going to struggle against the big teams. But we need to be picking up at least a point now. Stephen. Stephen. Yeah, I mean, we've got to look at West Brom. Three games, Villa. We really go for it and try and get some games. We've got nothing to lose, as Kev said. But we've got to do something. And ASM. And ASM. For the, for the remaining games, which is going to be a big blow. But we'll have to get to be in the team just to kind of fight us to kind of safety, you know what I mean? But it, we have to look, look at them games and try and get points out of them. Three games, I would say. Three games, I would say. I'm just going to jump in. Sorry. I mean, obviously, I reckon we've got 13, 14, 15 points. But now looking at the fixtures that we've got after Villa, West Brom, Brighton, we've got Spurs. We've got them. Burnley, who we can win. I think we can beat them easily. The way they play the day, they deserve to go down. They just didn't put up any attacking threat at all. Spurs absolutely annihilated them. And I think I made that clear, Stephen, earlier on to you. Is that right? I, know. I know you mentioned it. <laughs> <laughs> 
And then obviously after Burnley, that's when it does start to get tricky because you've got Liverpool, you've got Arsenal, Leicester, Man City. Them are consecutive games. I mean, that could make our break our season. But then you look at the last two, Sheffield United and Fulham. Relegation could be confirmed by the Leicester game with four games to go, I think, given the, the other fixtures that the other teams have got. The likes of Fulham, they've got to play all the big six still. So I think our fate is in, is in our hands, personally. Yeah, com completely agree with that, Kev. Uh, on to you there, Holly. You look at our fixtures. You look at our fixtures. And also and the, the fact that the, the running that Fulham have got until the end of the season. Are, are we safe or are, are we, we safe or worried? Are we worried? Personally, I'm worried. Personally, I'm um, worried. I think that we've got easier things to get balanced on the But I really do think Fulham have more, like, their mentality is more important than us because I feel like our squad's just... They, they don't think they care as much as I think they care for them once they feel more than we do they feel more than we do if Fulham were to go down it wouldn't be as bad it wouldn't be as bad but if we went down it would be just horrendous because there's no way for me that would come back up I'm just praying that the pressure isn't too much of the next few games because we have to win them if we don't then we are down and I just hope that I can get them to move forward and pick up as many points as possible. Uh, for me, I still think we will go down, but I'm hoping that I'll get them Yeah. Yeah. It's spot on there, honestly. Spot on. Look, looking at our injuries on the day, it's a, a, a problem. Um, what, 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 we seem to be having feedback here. Are we there? Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, that's just a bit better. Okay. Um, um, look, look, looking at the, the, the times. Sorry, to you there, Holly. Uh, it's, we, we've had St. Max and everyone else who, who got injured in that match. Out, you know, you've got Wilson out, you've got everyone else out. I honestly can hardly hear anything. It's just like, oh, no, I, yeah. Can you hear me now? I can now, yeah. Yeah, I, th I think Kev's got some problems there. Some sorry, but okay. I'll come to you there. You know, we, we've had some problems with uh, injuries, and uh, Bruce has had problems during during his uh, tenure as a manager with injuries as well. That's documented. But you know, we've got St. Max out at the moment. We 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 don't know what's going on with him. You got Miggy out. The list goes on, and this can play a massive part in our survival. Uh, I don't know what you think or how you would say we can get out of this now. For me, it's not about the ability of the squad, because I think the squad does have the ability to stay up. It's just the mentality that's wrong for me. And that starts with Bruce, because he's constantly telling the players that there's no need to panic and we'll be okay. And he said that message to the fans, but it's not realistic or true because we all know 
that if we don't sort something out soon, it's not going to be like that and we will go down. So Bruce needs to start being more realistic and saying to the players, you need to put in 100% effort if you want to have any chance of staying in the Premier League instead of just saying, oh, it'll be okay. Because you would trust in your boss and you would believe what he's saying is right when it's not right. So it's just, they need to just get into their head that we are in a relegation battle and they need to really pull their fingers out now and just do anything possible to stay up. But also we need to try and adapt as well as we can because we have got so many injuries, which is causing a massive problem for us. So we can't put out our best side at the moment. Um, so hopefully the other players can step up. Strike as the main worry for me because with Callum Wilson in, I think we would have stayed up. Um, not by much, but I think we would have had enough too. But now that Wilson's out and you're relying on Dwight Gale, Carol and Joe Linton, that just doesn't fill you with a lot of confidence for me. Um, I was really happy to see Martin Dubravka come back into the side because I think he's our best keeper and you always want to play your most strongest players. I know that Darlow did well, but I definitely want to see Dubravka come back in. He did get a lot of criticism for that equalising goal against Fulham, but I think it was a bit harsh. The defence should have done better. He did get a glove on it. I don't think he had an absolute shocker. Um, I think people's just been a bit harsh on him and I think Darlow would have made a mistake in that game too we could have easily been beat if it wasn't for Dubravka and I'd certainly stick with him I know Bruce even criticised him but I would keep him in for the next game yeah yeah it's completely agree I, I mean looking at looking at Darlow at the minute um has he been hard done by is is he you know uh, we brought him back in our number one keeper but he, he did make a mistake there uh for the equaliser he could have easily have uh, saved that goal, but what what would you say there, Stephen? It's probably been the best um, idea to take him out the final line. I mean, with conceding two goals against Manchester United, was it <clears throat> he's near your post conceding two goals at his near post? It's like kind of a cardinal sin. You don't do that as a goalkeeper. You always look to cover your near post when a shot comes in but I think he's been shaky for a few weeks now his distribution he's got no distribution and he can't really come and claim balls as he just flaps so he just tries to punch and he either tries to come for it or gets nowhere near it and it doesn't exactly help the defence when you say you're a goalkeeper like that but with Dubravka being back in the team he would bring that sense of calmness that he can with his distribution and his claim and it takes in, instant pressure off the defence especially if you're under pressure he, he takes that away instantly that's the kind of caper he is and that's why he's our number one that's why he should stay number one for the rest of the season and hopefully we can stay up and keep all of them yeah I, I, t I totally agree could, could he be gone shortly um, Kev, um, unfortunately, if he's he's left out for so long, a lot of players be going. Well, I want to go. I, I want I want you playing full time football. And uh, unfortunately, we've got two good keepers in Darlow and uh, Dubravka, and we've also got another one that's itching to come back in uh, Woodman. And you know, he's he's won so many accolades at the moment. It, it's un unbelievable why he's not been given his chance. So, 
to you, Kev, you know, what's your thoughts on the keepers? Um, I think Holly hit the nail on the head before about Dubrovka. I don't think he he made many mistakes. I don't think he was to, to blame for the goal personally either. Um, that was just my personal opinion. But at the same time as well, when you look at both Dubravka and Darlow, the season that Darlow's had and the reputation that Dubravka's got, if we get relegated, I can guarantee that them two will be away. They'll not hang around and then we could be stuck with Woodman and that would be our own fault because of the way that we're currently playing at the moment. Um, Darlow's had a great season um, filling in for Dubravka. He's made one or two mistakes here and there. He's been patient though. He's waited for his turn and now he's had his turn in goal. And then, like I say, the mistakes, it's just, it is time for him to maybe take a back seat and let Dubravka have another goal. But at the same time, if Dubravka has a couple of shockers in the next few games, who's to say that Darlow won't come back in? And then that would just be everyone that was criticising get Darlow in. It'll be the complete opposite, get Darlow out. And, uh, sorry, get Do get Dubravka out and get Darlow back in. It's just a, it's just a merry-go-round. It's ridiculous. But the, it's not our fault. We've got two quality keepers. We should, we should cherish that and then not heap criticism on them, but just try and keep them on side. And then if we do go down, they'll know that we are the sort of team that can give us a good shot in the championship and come straight back up. But this is not me saying I want me to get relegated because I don't. Um, I just think that Darlow and Dubravka are both as good as each other and they don't deserve the criticism that they're getting. It's the 10 players in front of them, not not the actual goalkeepers. That's That's my personal opinion. Yeah, just just yeah, touching on there what you did you, you just said there, Kev. It's your goalkeeper's only as good as your defense, unfortunately. Look look at the heads. Uh we have got Lascelles still struggling, maybe, and also uh Kraft out. You've got Mankeo out. What what sort of defense can we put out there, Stephen? You know, Jacob Murphy can play right wing back. He's done that for a few games this season for Newcastle. And I reckon he could slot in there quite easily, as you know. He'd get, at least get a bit pace in the right back position. as Kraft is enough here or anything like that. It's, uh, I would put, say, uh, Jacob Murphy in. And obviously, obviously, keep the cells in with, uh, I know Fernandez might be back. But that may be harsh on Clark. But either Clark or Fernandez, in I would still persevere with uh, Jamal Lewis. I know he's he's probably at fault for the uh, for the performance. But he's like I say, he's only a young lad. And he's going to get better. I mean, I'll have all the time in the world for him. I mean, like he's. He's a player that's just developing. He's developing his game. And uh, he just needs a quality manager to help him achieve his goal. Because he can be a, a top quality player. You can say that. That's why we signed him. Just the, the potential in him to be like an attack on left back is what we need. And uh, let's see how he goes. Yeah, I, I, I completely agree. It's it, it's a problem within the club. Is it a problem also with Bruce? Is it a problem with just the club itself? It's 
It's a merry-go-round. We've not actually had the best of luck with injuries over the last few years. I mean, you look at when um, Rafa Benitez was in charge. He changed a lot of things within the training ground and, and changed a lot of where where this team was playing and where this team was training. I think, I, I, as far as I, I know, he was given the, the, the run of the, the training ground that the under-23s train on, and they were given our training ground. Now, if you look at between the two, the under-23s became quite, uh, well, became injured a lot during that time, and we were actually not as much um, with the injuries. So maybe that changed from uh, our, our training point of view was better. Uh, over to you there, Holly. What, what can you say? Why, why are we getting this many injuries? Why is Bruce getting this many injuries? Is, is there a, a background reason why we're getting all this? For me, it comes down to the, what he's doing in training. But when you think about it, our injury record under Rafa Benitez was particularly good because prior to Rafa Benitez coming in, we had had a lot of injury problems in various seasons before that. So I think obviously from going to Rafa Benitez to Steve Bruce, that has made us kind of think it's worse than it is. But undoubtedly, even like last season and this season, we've had some horrendous injuries and long-term ones as well. I think that is partly because of the training, because in my opinion, obviously I don't know what's happening on the training pitch, but it seems to me that the training isn't good enough because we've heard from the likes of Jack Grealish when Steve Bruce was at Villa that his training was just appalling and he trained them like under nines. But then also, he's been better at this recently, obviously when he was bringing uh, St Maximum back in the East and back into the squad. But before that, he was rushing players in far too fast after a long-term injury. So you, that's obviously you're going to have injury problems. If a player's not fully fit and you play them anyway, then you're just asking for it, really. Like, what else can you expect? Yeah. Yeah, I, I completely agree with you there, Holly. And you know, to you there, Kev, it's it, it's always been a problem with it in, in injuries. And if you look back on our, you know, last 10 years, we, we've had massive injuries. And, you know, you, you can also go back to the fact that Al Shearer himself spent... And uh, six months out of a season every now and again, if not a whole year out. And uh, it, it, it's, it's become a problem with our club and what can be changed to, to stop these. Alan Shearer, I mean, you look at the, the guy, you know, he's, he scored 260 goals uh, in the league. He scored, you know, he, he played so many games. But... Uh, it's it's hard to say. It's you've you've got you know players like like we just said Alan Shearer scoring that many goals, but still being injured. What what can be changed within the structure of the club? You know, do do we need to upgrade the the training facilities? Do we need to upgrade um, bits and bobs? Because Mike Ashley's not let, let's not kill ourselves. Mike Ashley is not spending a lot of time and money on the club because he's also said in media this week he's not interested all he's interested in is getting this takeover done and he gets his 350 million kev 
Go on. Um, just stuff like you said there. I mean, if Mike Ashley's not interested, why did he buy the club in the first place? Was it just because he could dot your sports direct signs all over the place? Is that what it is? Yeah. But um, yeah, the training the training facilities need a massive upgrade. When you look at the ones that Leicester and Tottenham have got compared to ours, I mean, it's just no comparison. It's absolutely ridiculous. Um, and then injuries into players. I do think some of them have been rushed back because when you look at Lascelles, he was sort of rushed back. Then he had to go off at half-time because he just wasn't feeling the, the, the game. And that was a couple of games ago. Then Alan San Maximum pulled up yesterday. He's just been through a horrendous time with COVID-19 and that just does not help. Everyone's saying, why don't you play San Maximum? Why, do, why are you bringing them off this and you other? Because these sort of things happen in... Rightly so, it happened last night. He was injured. And it was just inevitable it was going to come going, going to happen because he's been rushed back personally. Um, Fernandez, I don't know if will he be fit for the next game. I hope so. But at the same time, where do you put him in the team? Do you go back to a back five with Lewis and uh, Murphy on the other side with Lascelles, Clark, and Fernandez in the middle? Obviously, Almiron's going to be missing, so there's going to be a position open there. And then you've got Alan San Maximum, who probably won't play either. So. He's going to have to shuffle the formation and then at the same time, I wouldn't be surprised if he went back to a back five because he hasn't got the attacking options in front of him now. Yeah, yeah. What I'm going to do now is shout out to my sponsors, uh, NUSC Hotspot, makers of pin badges and also uh, memorabilia, uh, posters, if you want to go on there. If you give my name or in, in my channel, they might give you a you know, some discount also. Uh, unfortunately, they're the new ones, so they're down here somewhere. Uh, footytells.co.uk. Now, if you go into their website, you can buy footytells and also if you put my channel name in your in there, um, a discount place, we can get that. Which, which is, I think is absolutely awesome. And also it comes in its nice little fluffy bag as well. I think that's brilliant. Please, if anyone wants to, to jump on, give my channel name 10% off and you'll, you'll get your products at a bit cheaper. Um, going on to also the loss of this fella here, uh, 65 a massive loss to football, did well for Newcastle and other clubs also. Uh, my thoughts go out to their friends, family and going through this difficult time. Also with COVID, so it, it's going to be difficult. So thanks very much and I'll come on to also with uh, NUSC Hotspots there, St Maximum. Pim, Tom, this has turned into a bit of a shopping channel now. No, no, it was late. So give them a look also with the war flags. Stop gambling with our club. Yeah. Yeah. You, you can't say any less than that, can you, Stephen? No, you can't. Says it all, doesn't it? I mean, the accolades say your fate and stop gambling with our club has been a brilliant. Brilliant flags from war flags, just trying to do something just to provoke the own, like Mike Ashley just to sack him to get rid. I mean, 
two wins in 17 games. It, it just doesn't... It's, any other manager would have gone by now. Another manager would have been, been in and tried to implement his way. But uh, he's persevered with them all this time and look where we are. Four points, no, three points, sorry, you had a relegation with a far worse goal than what Fulham have. He's, he's taken a really big risk by not getting shot. I mean, I'm not... If he was just to sack him and put Graham Jones in charge to the end of the season, I wouldn't mind that. I would think he would do a good job and get us safe. And then look at getting a new manager in the summer. But up to now, we go nowhere with, with Bruce. He just, but he said his remits for Newcastle to finish 17th. So how's that some sort of ambition to... A day or two when he's blaming players as well for performances, that's something you just don't do. He, he, the man, man's a clown and needs to leave the club immediately. Mike. Your mic's on, Don. Uh, yeah, so, sorry, peeps, but bringing up this fella here is been a big loss for us the last in the last two games he's he, you look at him he scored 10 goals scored uh, or laid on another five he, he has been a big loss and i don't see anyone who is going to take up that mantle honestly and uh on, on to you there holly undoubtedly um callum wilson's been one of the best signings we've had for years i think He's just, especially for the price, I think it was a steal for that price. It's he's, If it wasn't for him, I think we would have been in the relegation zone all season. And if we were still fit now, I think we would have been able to stay up. But now I don't think that we will. It's like, it's just crazy to think how much one player can change a team. And it's worrying that we have that much responsibility put on one player. Like, could you imagine if that was you and you've literally, basically, your team's relying on you to stay up? It's just like, I don't know how he's done it. So hats off to him. He's a really good professional. Um, but this is what I wish we brought in in the uh, January window, uh, number two striker, because our options, uh, Dwight Gale, who for me is okay, but he's better suited to the championship, and I don't think he can do it at this level. Andy Carroll can't stay fit, and he certainly can't play for 90 minutes. And then Joe Linton, well, he's not even a proper striker, so there's literally no one there. I'd honestly rather probably give one of the youngsters a go at this point because they can't really do any worse, to be honest. Like, it's just so worrying that we relied that much on Callum Wilson, and if we do go down, which we could, Callum Wilson probably won't stay because when Bournemouth went down, he left, so he'll probably leave again. And then it's just, we're back to square one, trying to look for a striker. Yet again, it's been a problem for years now. And when we signed Joel Linton, I would much rather have signed, obviously, Rondon, who we had the season before, because he was like less than half the price and a way better player. I would rather have brought in a couple of decent strikers so I had an option than spend the £40 million on Joel Linton, which has just been a total waste of money. Yeah, on to you there, Kev. This man here. He's, uh, is he a pretender or is he worth the money or could he be worth the money? He's you know, There's a player in there, we all know there is, but unfortunately under this 
hierarchy and this management is never going to get anywhere, is he? Um, how do you want to say it? So, so someone put out on Twitter this morning that he was absolutely a shambles yesterday and how he didn't score, we don't know. And I just thought that was totally unfair because it wasn't his fault he didn't score. He took the shot and it got blocked on the line. Now, where do you blame Joel Linton in that? I'd love to know that. And I had to... I just couldn't resist myself. I had to have a reply to this this person on Twitter. I'm not going to near them, just in case they're watching, but they know who they are. Um, and I just think, like, yes, there is a striker in there, but at the same time, the pressure on his head, the number nine shirt that he's got on his back, it's not his fault. He was the one that was bought for 40 million. We were the daft ones that went out and spent 40 million on a striker. It was Hoffenheim that accepted it. Joe Linton had nothing to do with it. He was the, the player that got the value. Where they got the value from, I'd love to know. But when you look at his goal-scoring record for Hoffenheim and Rapid Vienna, it wasn't. it's not £40 million worth. I mean, we went through this the other night. And I just think the, the pressure that's on his shoulders at the minute is just unfair because everyone's saying that he's this, he's that, he's the other. It's just not... We all know that he can, he can score when he wants to. He, he was unlucky twice yesterday, in, in my opinion but he was one of our better players as well. So you saw confidence is growing a bit. You can see that he wants to score. He wants to please all the fans, but the chances just aren't coming from. And when he does, when the chances are there, he's unlucky not to score. Now I'm not going to sit here and say that he can be the next Alan Shearer because he won't. Nobody will. But I think I just think personally, Joel has been unfairly criticized sometimes. Yeah, uh, sometimes I can agree with that. Sometimes I can't. It, it, it needs some sort of proper coaching in there, and maybe Rafa could have done better. We don't know, uh, but then Rafa didn't want him as a player. Rafa made it very clear he didn't want him as a player. Uh, coming on, but Dom, to, do you do you? Uh, sorry, Dom, can I just jump in there just before you go on? Um, yeah. Do you think you play? Obviously, Steve Bruce mentioned that he would play better with someone else up top with him. Do you do you agree then, with that? Do you think you would be better with a strike partner next to him? Yeah, you look at you know uh, I can't remember the game, but he was um, up top with Callum Wilson, and the, the two of them seemed to play very well. But at the same time, could they do that every game? I, I'm not sure, honestly. But just 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 to, yeah, just answer your question there. Yeah. Okay, yeah. You've, you've also got you know, strength in numbers and you've said trust. Join the trust. Uh, I think it's only a pound or two pound. Um, they've, they've always done me very well. And also be a game changer about mental health. We, we we're all in a rut at the moment. It's possibly the reason why we all do these shows, unfortunately. But it's, it's a, a factor during lockdowns and uh, during COVID. So please reach out. I'm, I'm sure all four of us here could say, reach out to us, you know, if you need to talk, you need to speak, please get in touch and uh, be respectful and all what, what, what I would say. Uh, going on to the midfield at the moment, you know, we've lost uh, Miggy, we've also lost uh, possibly, you know, all across the board. Mid mid midfield, uh, to me, Holly, has always been a problem in, in our squad. 
You've got Shelby there who just plods about and also um, maybe he tries to break up everything, but I, I always find he's always working that losing battle, unfortunately. But he is a good player. And do, do the long staffs need their, their shot now? For me, yes. I think they should have had a chance a lot earlier on because the midfield is where we're weakest for me. I think it's been a problem all season and we've had injury problems in that area and Jeff Hendricks being playing there constantly, who's been horrendous, and I think most of us would agree with that. And yet they're still leaving Sean and Matty out of the squad most of the time. A lot of the times they aren't even on the bench and when they're on the bench, they don't even get a run out for like 10 minutes, 20 minutes. It's so unfair on them. I think both of them will leave if it continues like this because obviously Matty's contract ends at the end of the season. And it was shocking of Bruce to convince him to sign a new contract when he must have known he had no intention of playing him. So he's just wasted his time, really. And as a young player, he'll want as much game time as possible. Even if we'd like signed him and then let him go out on loan, that would have been a lot better for his progression in his career. And then... Sean, I don't think he's particularly been as good as he had been in the past, but I was like a big fan of his when he first broke into the team. And then he got that injury at the end of the 18-19 season and obviously he wasn't as good then. But you can't judge him too much because he hasn't had a fair chance and we need to just give them a go because realistically the likes of Shelby and Hendrick aren't going to do a better job. So why not? We may as well make the best of our young talent. Um and it comes to something when we brought in an Arsenal youngster and Willock, who I do think is good and I think he'll do well for us, but we're literally prioritising other Premier League's youth over ours. So I think that says a lot about what Steve Bruce's priorities are. Yeah, yeah. Uh, to you there, Kev? Um, yeah, Holly hit the nail on the head there. I totally agree with that. I mean, I personally think both the long staffs will be away at the end of the season and then you look at Joe Willock, who will probably be our only attacking threat in the starting eleven now going forward in the next couple of games. The pressure on his head now, it'll just be humongous. I mean, we're in a relegation scrap and we're relying on an Arsenal youngster for, for the attacking threat that we we need, basically. Um, yeah, I mean, the long stuff's, yeah, Matty will be away, I'm convinced of it, because unless he does a Stevie Harper and just sits there and earns his money, which I don't think he will. I think he's gonna, he's an ambitious youngster who wants to play football along with Sean Longstaff. But when you look at Sean Longstaff, he's had a couple of good games. He's had a couple of bad games. He's inconsistent. I mean, he hasn't played enough personally for me to have an opinion. He's played, what, 20 games, if that. I don't really know how many games. I'm just going out on a limb here. But um, personally, I would like to see more of him um, in place of Hendrick because I think Hendrick was just a panic buy in the summer. Um he had one good season at the start of the season, uh, one good game, sorry, which was West Ham. And then from then on, he, he disappears in games. I mean, me and Stephen have spoke any amounts of times about Jeff Henrik. I mean, I don't want to start off another rant here, but he's just a waste of a shirt, basically. That's that's personally what I feel of him. Um, and then you look at Hayden. Hayden's having an absolutely amazing season. Fair enough, he made one little tiny mistake last night. I'm not going to criticise him for that. Shelby... I don't really know what to say about Shelfie because he's he's up and down. He can have a good game and he, he can have a bad game as well. He's had a few bad games recently and rightly so, the, the flack is on his head at the minute. Um, the podcast that came out the other day saying he doesn't like to pass side to side, he doesn't like to go backwards, he likes to go forwards. I mean, show that in games. That's all we ask for. Try and attack, have shots. Don't 
don't diddle your dilly dally around in the centre of the park because that's not going to win your games. Um, and then when you look at the rest of the midfield, I mean, you've got Murphy who's technically a winger, but now he's playing wing back. I mean, that just doesn't make sense for me. He's he's more of an attacking player, not a defender. Um, Richie again, the same player as Murphy. He's a sort of winger. He's not like a, a defensive. I mean, he might go defensive now with him getting on in age a bit. Um, but again, he's more attacking. So I think we've got the players there. It's just getting them to play to their potential and giving the youngsters a go. We've got nothing to lose. We've got, what, 14 games left. Get the youngsters in, give them a go. See if they can do any better than what's currently on the pitch at the minute. Yeah. Over to you there, Stephen. Same question. Yeah, I mean, echo everything what Kev said. I mean, you would have to look at some part trying to give the youngsters like Eddie Danson a chance. I mean, the youngsters we've got got at the club. Like you said, just go for it. Put them in the team. See how far they can do it. Even at Rodrigo Vilke, we signed him. He's supposed to be an up-and-coming talent. Just get him in the team. What's it to lose? I mean, to compliment our others, like, oh, like Joe Willock on loan to Marcel, Isaac Hayden, Shelby. We'd have a lot more options in there if you'd blood some of the youngsters, which is something Newcastle don't do a lot, uh, enough of, even with the Longstaffs. Matty Longstaff signed that new contract. He's already flayed. So I don't know what kind of assurances he, he was given on that contract to say for him to sign that new deal. He was being told he's going to play a lot of games for Newcastle this season. He even got the number four shirt in the squad. You think he's going to play a, a lot more games than he has done. I just think that's all just all down to Bruce again. Why why um not let Matty Longstaff play? He's a much better player than what Shelby is. He's like attacking, he can go forward. He's got a bit about his play. So what's what's it to lose? I mean, we're in a dire situation as it is. Bring these sort of players in and let them say what they can do. Alexander Anderson's a promising youngster. He's saying whether he's coming against Arsenal in the FA Cup. He did did well when he came on. Just give him a chance. That's all we ask is give him a chance. Is we got this injury crisis with our three best players essentially with Wilson, ASM, and Almiron. Bring some of them through. Let them play the games. Let them experience as much their experience and get them in a team and let them score some goals. Yeah, really agree. I mean. You, you come on to Mr. Steve Bruce. Mm. Does, does it deserve the sack right now, or is this this man the real problem? Is is a big debate within the fan base. Uh, come to you there, Holly. Mike Ashley. Until this season, I think most of the blame, ninety nine percent of the blame, should lie at his door. But I don't criticise Mike Ashley as much anymore because he's trying to sell the club. He doesn't want it anymore. And it's the Premier League that's stopping him from selling it. So really, it's the Premier League that's to blame. Because if he would got rid of the club when he wanted to last summer, we wouldn't be in any of these problems. We wouldn't even have Bruce here to sit and complain about. like Because we wouldn't be sitting in 17th with Bruce. We would be doing better things by now. So you can't really blame it all on Mike Ashley because like you say you can't expect a lot of a lot from the guy like putting investment in and stuff when he doesn't want it because why would you spend your money on something that you're not interested in anymore? 
But if he does want to protect his investment, then he's going to have to do something and sort out the situation because if we do go down and then stay in the championship, he's not going to get his 350 million that he wants. He won't even get half of that probably. Like he'll be very lucky because we're just in such a mess and it would take a strong person to come and take this club on, I think. Um, but Bruce, of course, he has to have some blame because he's been disgraceful. I think he did okay in his first season. Um, people were going on like he did amazing, which I disagree with. I think he did an okay job. He did what was expected. But now that he's had quite a bit of money spent on players, he should definitely be way higher up in the league. He should be between ninth and 12th for me easily. We shouldn't have any relegation worries. I mean, he's got a net spend of like 100 and something million. I don't know exactly. And then Rafa Benitez in his three years here had minus 2 million as his net spend. And yet... We came from the championship, finished 10th and then 13th. And the difference between him and the previous manager was we sat in the, the bottom three at some points in that 18-19 season and not once was I worried about going down because I had faith in him that he would help guide us back out of our problems and make us safe. But with Bruce, you don't have that. And the way Mike Ashley's head works is scary because... For him, I think he'll be like, oh, well, we'll stick with Bruce because he's a good championship manager and he can get us back up. But he won't. He'll just have us sitting around mid-table, top half, and just let this club just rot, basically. And it's just worrying to think of that. But I, I can't see him going anywhere. I don't think Mike Ashley will sack him. If he is to leave, I think it'll be of his own accord because the pressure will get to him eventually if the fans come back. Yeah, completely agree with that. I mean... Talk to you there, Holly. You mentioned uh, Steve Bruce having his Barney with uh, Jones. Uh, to you there, Stephen, do we do we take that as face value or do we take that as, you know, it, it's kind of been put out there in the wrong context? What would be your thoughts? I think uh, you, you can clearly see him he's mouthed the word, like, I won't, I won't, but he did, yeah. he did swear. You can't he, did, do it, <laughs> he, did, he did say, fuck off to him. <laughs> you, you, he did say, oh, fuck off. Yeah. And I, I think John just shrugged it off. I don't think it's anything aimed towards him. I don't think. Because what I, I've seen it a few times on Twitter where it's been played, people have uploaded it and he, uh, he said that, said it. And I, I don't think it's anything aimed towards him. I just think it's aimed towards the, the performance of the team or something like that. I just I, I can't. People trying to make it out. It's aimed towards Jones, but you, there's nothing in that video to say he's having a go at Jones in in, in that. I mean, I I'm, I hate Bruce, but but I can't. It's not. I don't think it's him actually shouting at him. It's, He's probably just frustrated with the performance or something like that. That's all I, I can really put it down to. Like you say, he's, and John's just frustrated as well with, with the facial expression he makes on it. It's people just trying to make it something, make something big out of it, and it's actually not. Yeah. Uh, on to you there, Kev. Um, yeah, just going off what Stephen just said there. I mean, you can read into it what you like. Nobody knows the full story. There's no point in saying this has happened, that has happened. Nobody knows what's happened. For all we know, um, Graham Jones might have said something in relation to the team, and then Steve Bruce has actually realised that it's not what he wanted to happen or something like along those lines, like, oh, for God's sake, things like that. 
he might have said something to to Steve Bruce like, "What the hell are you doing?" And then Steve Bruce might have reacted to it. Nobody knows what's happened, um. So it's all just yassi at the minute. And then just off Holly, just sorry, just off what Holly just said there about um Steve Bruce and then going down into the championships and stuff like that. If you look at the championship these days, it's an absolute dogfight to try and get out of that championship. Everybody is trying. You look at how many times the lead, the the top six changes positions. It's unbelievable. So for, for us to say that we're going to try and bounce straight back, I think the team that we've got, you look at the players that might leave, you've got Almiron, you've got ASM, you've got um, the both goalkeepers that I mentioned before, and hell, even Lascelles might leave as well. That Where's that going to leave? We're, we're a championship team who's struggling to get a takeover over the line. We'll sit in mid, mid-table. Um, and then we might flirt with the playoffs every now and again, but... Like I say, it's going to be one hell of a challenge trying to get out that championship, the way things are going at the minute. I mean, look at Sunderland. They're, they're down in League One. They're struggling as well because we all know that competitiveness has picked up over the last five seasons. Everybody wants to be in the Premier League. And I think it'll be a tough ask, for personally, for Newcastle. Yeah, going on to you there, Holly. Like uh, Kev just said, it's going to be difficult to get out of that championship if we do go down. There's so many good teams in there. There's so many te- good teams around uh, pushing. But at the same time, we've got problems with COVID and the problems with not having fans in the ground. Once we, we get into that championship place, that could all change very quickly. And what would be your thoughts? Fans could definitely make a difference because undoubtedly the Newcastle fans make a massive impact on how the game goes, especially if it's like the last five minutes and we'll have a chance to score a late-minute win or something. The fans are always 100% behind the team, so it can help. But no matter what, if we go down, like uh, Kev said, I just I don't see us coming back up because it's so competitive now and we've been lucky to do it the past two times. And we obviously had Chris Uton and then Rafa Benitez, who are both margins above um, Steve Bruce for me anyway. And um, it's just, I think we'll be stuck with Steve Bruce or we'll get in some other low-class rubbish manager who hasn't got a clue. And if we're still with Ashley, I could see us never coming out of the championship. I know that sounds like really dramatic and stuff, but unless we've got a new takeover, I just think that's where we're at now because he'll be past caring. He wants rid of the club. He can't get rid of it. And he'll just think, what's the point anymore? It's it's a worrying time to be a Newcastle fan because it can go one way or the other. We can either get the club sold at the end of the season, bring in a new manager, sign new players and go on to do better things next season, or we'll go down and just completely regress. It's in the players. That's the thing. We've got a lot of players out of contract at the end of the season who won't sign a new contract. So we'll be left with like half a squad and then we'll lose all of the best ones like St. Maximin, Dubravka, Darlow, Almiron, Wilson. I think all of them will be gone because why would they want to play for Newcastle? We're in an absolute mess. People say that it's easier to get a takeover in the championship, which yes, could be true. But then also Mike actually could be that desperate to get rid of it that he'll sell it to anyone. And I know it might seem hard to imagine, but there will be someone out there that's worse than Mike Ashley who is like a con man and will just literally bleed the club dry till it's worth nothing. So we've got to be so careful. Um, I just hope that Mike Ashley sees the bigger picture and just thinks that he, he needs to protect his investment now and he'll put the money in because it's just, it's terrifying to think of what the future could be for us. 
Yeah, yeah, it is terrifying. I do agree with you, Holly. It's, I look and I, I despair if we go down Tonsfield. But uh, going to you there, Stephen. Amanda Staveley has, has lost a battle against the uh, against Barclays. Now, you know, it, it could be big news. It could be just nothing. But um, unfortunately, she's a big player in our takeover. And uh, what, what would you see that as being? Well... I know, yes, she lost She lost the court case. I mean, I think it was always very unlikely she would win it anyways. Uh, it, it was always very dicey she, would, she was going to win it. She she provided all this evidence to say this, that and the other. But she even got an apology off Barkies to say with some comments that was said. But... I just don't. I don't think it has any bearing at all on the takeover. I mean, it's it's got nothing really to, to do with it. I mean, she's involved in 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 it, yeah, but not her, not her wealth is, won't be in it. It's all like PIF's wealth that'll be funding it. So I think she'll be, she'll feel disappointed she hasn't won the case because it was for a very for about eight hundred and twenty million pounds, she could have afforded the board, bought the club herself for that. And uh, but uh, it's it's well, it's it's just sad times. I mean, nothing seems to go right for Newcastle at the moment. It's all very bad. Yeah, yeah, to completely agree there. Just to say hi to John Sinclair from his channel. Uh, how are you, mate? Hiya, how are you doing, guys? You okay? Yeah, we're yeah. okay, mate. We're okay. Um, just, just going on the on the back of what just Stephen just there, John. Um, Amanda Stavely lost her court case against Bartley's. Now, could could that have gone a long way to actually her putting in some cash and possibly pushing Mike Ashley to sell to her? Um, well, I know, I learned this a couple of years ago that she lost the court case and stuff like that, but I don't think it's have any impact on the takeover. I'm on, if I'm honest with you, sort of thing. But if, how do I pull it? If um, she wants to buy the club, I mean, that'd be great and that'd be absolutely amazing. But I want the club to be sold, and she's still interested in buying the club anyway. I don't think there's any impact on it, but I just thought that um, the takeover is still on. Yeah, uh, over to you there, Holly. I mean, it, it's been big news at the moment. You know, Holly, uh, Amanda Davley has lost her court case. What would be your take on the whole thing? I mean, could, could she have, have, have priced Newcastle United away with that type of money that she was asking? Uh, I think she was only asking something like £800 million from a £3 billion deal. So could, could that play a factor or... Do you think it's just her saying we're still going to go on with this? I don't think Amanda Stavely would have taken over the club on her own. I think that's not something she'd want to do. I think she definitely wants to be part of a consortium with using another party's money and she's kind of just like the voice of the club. But I would like to see her and the Rubens take over if PIF weren't interested anymore. But until really recently, I was still confident that maybe something could happen with this deal, but 
each day goes by and I grow less and less confident, to be honest. And I think the way the club is acting at the minute makes us less confident because if Ashley realistically thought that we we're going to get taken over, he'd be trying to stop us going down because he knows that the Saudis wouldn't want a championship club. But he's not doing anything to stop it happening. So for me, I think he knows that it's probably not going to happen. And I think the stuff with like arbitration and going to court, I think it will go to court and it'll go on for years. I think it'll take years and years to sort out. And we may never get an answer, or if we do get an answer, it could be like five years' time. And then it's irrelevant by that point. No one cares anymore. So hopefully someone else can come along that isn't as controversial if you want to say that and that the Premier League feel more comfortable with taking over because it would be lovely to have the Saudi money and go on to challenge in the top half of the league and progress on all this amazing stuff and be the richest club in the world but I'd be happy for Newcastle just to get an owner that has any type of ambition and has the best interests of the club because that's all we can ask really I don't think any of us expect to go on to win the league and stuff of course it would be amazing but just anyone that's trying to bring us forward and like actually would be enough for me. Yeah, coming on to you there, Kev. Amanda Stavely has been a big player in this takeover. Uh, we seem like we're going to arbitration now. Uh, what I've heard is in the within the next week. What 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 can we expect from this? I mean, we've we've heard from uh, the the QC. On, on, on the deal and he seems pretty chipper about it all but he's also said he won't actually push anyone to the brink of doing legals he thinks that this can be sorted you know behind closed doors or behind you know the dying curtain as it were so on to you there kev I don't really know personally what's been happening with um, Amanda Staveley and this deal. I know she lost the deal, and from what everyone's just been saying there, I mean, she only asked eight hundred million out of three point two billion or whatever it was. Um, but just mentioning just what Holly's just said there, I'm going to echo her words. I would, I would happily have anyone just take over the club, just basically give her something to look forward to, give her a bit of a lift. Because there's so much negativity running around our club at the moment. It's just absolutely crazy. We need someone with a bit of ambition. If he's got a bit of money, he or she, happy days. But that's not what we want. We just want we just want a, a ambition. That's all we want. We want to try and win something. We want to be up there with the top six. I mean, you look at Leicester. They, they won the league a few years ago and nobody could believe what they were doing. I want us to be like Leicester. I want us to be the underdogs. And then just to come and win the league with just that little bit of backing from an owner that's ambitious. I mean, I'd, I'd happily have someone like Ryan Reynolds, who's just bloody bought Wrexham for all of all the clubs. I'd happily have someone like him. You know, he's got ambition. Obviously, he's paid all the furlough wages and this, that and the other. I mean, that is that is what you want in an owner. Someone coming in, paying money, putting money into the club. That's That's basically all I want. Yeah, completely agree there. Over to you there, John. It, it's, it's been a, a difficult time. Uh, you've got PIF in conversation with uh, BN Sports and also in conversation with the, the hierarchy with um, uh, the, the with uh, Qatar. Put my teeth back in. But 
it, it, it's a difficult situation and it, it's something that could take a while. Arbitration, could it could it sort it out or could it be just this this is it? It's this is the end. Yeah, for me, I still think the takeover is gonna happen anywhere. I really do think that, but I have to agree with um Holly. It could take it could take years and years and years if it goes to court. And all we want now, we just want um this sort of that it's gone for far too long now because what happens is we want answers now. It's just gonna go on and on and on. Is it gonna be a takeover or is it not gonna be a takeover? We need to know this and I have to agree with um, Big Kev as well at some stage. Just get anyone in if it, if it just um, comes to it. It needs, we need a bit of hope now. We had 14 years of Mike Ashley, yeah, and fans are just sick of it. We just need someone's going to come in, buy the club, and just give our fans hope and just start again. And But go back to PIF. I'd love to have PF, PCP taken over. I'd love to see that happening, you know, but... It could it'd probably take years or whatever that could be. So we'll just see what happens. But I agree with Kev there, sort of thing. He's right. This car can never go anywhere under Ashley. I promise you that. He's 100% right. Do you know what I mean? But yeah, 100%, mate. End of the day, I mean, we just want a new dawn, we want a new era, a new start. But if we get relegated, guys, we're never going to get out again. We're not going back up to the Premier League for a long, long time. So we need to stay in the Premier League this season and it's it over. But John, I, John, I think it. you're 55 minutes too late into the conversation now, mind. <laughs> you missed all that. <laughs> I know. I, 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 I was a Sav. I, I, did, um, um, I did a screen, uh, stream with Sav. So, yeah, sad. Oh, she's okay. So, yeah, just, just to finish off on, on the stream, it's. Yeah, Mike Ashley or Amanda Staveley and PCP and, and the Rubens. There's no comparison there at all. You know, the, the guy's done okay. He's, he's, he's not let us drop as far as Sunderland at all into League One. But we need, we need a... Oh, I think we've lost Dom. We have Dom. Hello, can you see me? <laughs> 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 Sorry, <laughs> I do apologize. Yeah, I don't know what happened there, just completely lost connection. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm not even asking. I'm not even asking. I'm not even asking. So, yeah, anyway, uh, Pride coming to Newcastle soon, uh, which is the UK Pride, which is always uh, a good debacle and great to watch. Um, but, like I said earlier on, we need this guy out. And that is that is literally, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> it's always a good life. Yeah. <laughs> 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 
Alan Shearer's boots and shirt and his captain's armband went for £30,000. So great effort to everyone who and, and to whoever got, got the winning ticket to that. I think you should send it my way. Uh, that, that's about it, fellas. Honestly, we, we've had a, a good stream today, other mm -hmm. than the last two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's been good. Yeah, but th thanks very much, guys, for coming on and get you on next week. Uh, what I would like to say is, I'm doing a for the food bank uh, a 24 hour stream uh, to raise money for the food bank, and I may have a, possibly two very special guests. I can tell you one at the moment which will be Warren Barton, which will be joining me on that 24-hour show. So he's also agreed to me that he would be giving a giveaway. Uh, he's not told me yet, but he, he said he will give something to the cause and to raise money also. So I will let you know in due course, and thanks very much, guys. All right. Well, thanks very much, guys. Thanks very much for watching on. Uh, that's all I need to say, really. It's It's been a good stream. I may have jumped out the last minute. Sorry, it's... All down to technology. But thanks very much, everyone, coming on. And thanks very much to Kev from the Big Tune Chat. Um, also, the Geordie Talk with Stephen. Uh, Holly, who does many other, other, other channels as well. They've all been brilliant. Uh, whoever else has been on my channel, they've all been brilliant too. So... Thanks so much, guys. Um, please like, subscribe, and good night. Yeah, Rajis. This isn't just about me. It's not just about me. Only. This is about you and me. This is about us. This is about everyone we connect with. Everyone who makes our club. Everyone who makes our community. This is about celebrating what makes every one of us different. Because that's what makes us united. United as one. United as one. United as one.
Think before you tweet. 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 Please just think before you tweet. 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 Think before you tweet.